Is this thing on? Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Voice Podcast. It is a podcast by students for students, and I'm your host, Tiffany, and I'm joined by our guest today, uh, Chad Isaac. Hi, Chad. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Excellent. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? So I am currently in the BBA program at St. Lawrence College. I completed my business diploma on the Brockville campus, and I'm now on the Kingston campus. So I've had a bit of an experience with a lot of the different things that St. Lawrence has to offer, which is really cool. Uh, I also just wrote a book and uh, am in the process of uh, releasing and marketing and all that sort of stuff, trying to put all of my skills I've learned so far in the business program to use. Cool. So yep, I just got married in August, end of August. So that was uh, an interesting experience in the midst of all of the uh, pandemic. We ended up, we were supposed to have a big hundred person ceremony at a big hall and all this stuff. And then when everything shut down, we made a last minute switch and uh, my family has some land up near Perth by some rapids and we spent every single weekend since May getting the land ready, turning it from complete forest into a beautiful ceremony and reception area. And I uh, just had, you know, there was 25 of us in total that came to it and turned into an awesome small little event. That's awesome, that sounds great. Yeah, it's been a very unusual year. I can't imagine trying yeah. to get married in <laughs> yeah. a weird time. We know a couple of people that have had to push everything back. We know a couple of people that went our way. So it really depends on what it is that you're trying to get out of it. For some people, it really is that big event. But I think for us, we're, it was more about a more a smaller intimate experience was mm. better for us. And then once everything's calmed down, we really want to do a reception where we get people together and just sort of have a dinner. Yeah. Have the big party after. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's awesome. Push the whole thing back. We're just gonna, we got it done and then we're going to do something else after. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good that you were able to, uh, to make it work. And it's nice that your family has property that you were able to, uh, to utilize for the wedding. That's awesome. Great. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about your book? So uh, it's called The Light from Below. And it is a fantasy novel. Uh, it's about a trio of mercenaries who find themselves in a position where they are the only hope for an otherwise defenseless city that is currently facing an invasion. And as the story unfolds, you learn more about the nefarious qualities of this invasion as the characters also learn more about themselves, uh, rediscover some things that they thought they already knew about themselves and uh, learn a little bit about what they're becoming. Not necessarily like the, the changes between who they thought they were and who they actually are. Wow. That's so cool. Fantasy is one of my favorite genres. So that's really exciting. I'm going to have to add it to my to read <laughs> list for sure. What inspired you to write fantasy? So I've been a huge player of Dungeons and Dragons for a long time. And I've been a huge fantasy reader absolutely forever. Um, the first books I really got into reading, me and my dad read Harry Potter together, the series. So it's uh, a small step along the way. My phone heard me say this series and thought I said, hey, Siri. <laughs> 
it's a it's a step along the way, but it definitely jumping from Harry Potter, it eventually turned into books like Aragorn, uh, Lord of the Rings, and then turns out I'm full on into fantasy. So that was uh, it, it makes the most sense for something for me to write. But Dungeons and Dragons really gave me that push to do it. I started the tabletop gaming club on the Brockville campus and started it as well on the Kingston campus when I moved here. And so those have really been uh, running games and coming up with ideas for running games really sort of put me in that mindset. And then my wife pushed me and said, well, why don't you try and do something more with it? Because I came up with this awesome five game campaign and then sat down to play it and realized the moment I start to run this, my players will go in a completely different direction and my story will be done. As they do, as they do. You cannot control the Dungeons and Dragons players. You can't. No. How long have you been playing Dungeons? I wanted to try and do something more with it. And I said, okay, if I can get to 10,000 words, I'll keep seeing what I can do. Okay, if I can get to 50,000. And then at one point it was like, yeah, okay, I got to finish this. Yeah. (laughs) And it turned into a lot of fun. For sure. How long have you been playing Dungeons and Dragons? Um, probably about halfway through high school, so 10 years or so. Cool. Yes. I have dabbled also, so I'm interested to hear about that. Um, so what was your greatest challenge with writing and publishing your novel? Uh, greatest challenge is confidence. So especially because I went the self-publishing route. Okay. So rather than querying and trying to send it out to publishing houses to get it picked up, I have fronted the money myself and working with a company called Friesen Press, which is kind of a mixed publishing. So uh, they have the professional services that a standard publishing house would normally provide. But instead of everything being done through that way, I gain or retain full rights to the copyright of the story and end up paying them for the services to make everything as professional as it can be. Okay. Interesting. I've so, never heard of that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of on the rise now that they have those sort of services. Self-publishing is becoming a bigger thing because you can have a high quality book that's self-published rather than I cannot draw at all. So I would never be able to design a cover, all those sort of things. So being able to work with a company like that really helps with editing and all of that to get out the best quality product I can. But that's where uh, confidence really comes into play because you have to go into it feeling like you really have a good product in order to put up that money yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. Usually when you go through the standard publishing route being picked up by a publishing company is that level of recognition that some people need to say, okay, they've picked this up, which means it's obviously something good, which means now they're going to sell it for me. Whereas for me, I use my whole business motif and go, yeah, okay, I know this is good. I'm gonna try and make it work myself, right? I have to have that level of arrogance, that confidence to say, I know that this is going to work out and I'm gonna put in the time and effort myself to make this happen. For sure, that's a big leap of faith, but it's great that you're Mm -hmm. able to uh to have enough confidence to go forward with, with self-publishing. That's really cool. Um, you mentioned earlier that your, your wife really helped you um, kickstart the book, really get into it. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about her role kind of in this whole adventure? Uh, so she, her name is Lauren, and she also is a student in the BBA program at the college. Uh, we 
met on the Brockville campus on orientation day, first day of school, we met there. But we've, we really play off of each other quite well. So we both encouraged the other to do a couple summers ago, uh, the summer company program, which is through the Small Business Enterprise Center in Brockville. So we start our own companies and work with a government program over the summer to work on expanding those companies and making them as profitable as we can during that time frame. So she started a company designing custom journals and I started tech tutoring. So it really expands beyond just the literal push to do it. It's the, because we've both been through these experiences together, we really push each other to make that sort of stuff happen. So where we were both on the fence with that, we push each other and it's okay, yeah, we're gonna do it. And then it comes up with me coming up with an idea to write. It's, well, if you can start a company, if you can go to college, if you can go to university, why can't you write some things down, right? So it's, it's really been uh, like a full experience together as opposed to just me writing a book and then her being there. A lot of my writing for the first novel took place at her events. Like when she was selling her journals, she would go to Ribfest and uh, the market and things like this and set up a booth to sell her journals. And so then I'd go for moral support, but I cannot design journals. So I had no actual job there. So I'd have my laptop and I'd write away and I got through the majority of the writing during that summer because I was there for two, four, six hours in some cases. Right. I just had nothing to do. Might as well write. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was your favorite part of, of writing this novel? For me, the best part of writing is the writing. I have a lot of fun. When I write, I write like I'm a dungeon master for D&D. I build a world setting and then I see what happens out of it. So once I've got this setting built, then I can see how the characters, where they live, what's going on, how they would act, what sort of stuff might happen naturally in the places that they are. And so for me, writing really feels like it's revealing what's happened. I'm learning about what's happening as I'm writing it, as opposed to fully planning everything from point A to point B. I want it to happen a little bit more naturally. If I am writing about something, it turns out in the, they're in a particular area that I thought something cool might happen. Well, why doesn't that thing happen? Right. So for me, the writing process is the most fun because I get to experience everything for the first time and learn what's happening. When I get into revising and editing, it's not as much fun for me just because I'm always wondering like, well, what's going to happen next? What's going to keep happening? What's going to keep happening? So that's a really interesting way to go about writing a novel. Just kind of let it develop sort of organically as you're writing it. Um, mm. I always loved the way that, that dungeon masters are able to um, come up with their stories sort of on the fly. You've got a general idea of where you'd like things to go. Um, but as we both know, the players never make it easy for your story yes. to go the way that you want it to go. So that's a really cool approach to, uh, to storytelling. Yeah, I kind of treat some of my characters like they're players, where I want them to do this thing, but it turns out they don't want to do that thing. It just doesn't line up with the way things are going. And so it ends up being over here instead doing something completely different. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. Do you have any tips for anybody that's thinking about writing their own novel or self-publishing? 
my main tip is to find enjoyment in every part of the process. It, at least find one thing that you enjoy about each part of the process. Where I said uh, revising and editing is not as much fun for me, I still need to look at it in terms of because I'm doing the revising, because I'm doing the editing, I'm improving the overall product that I come out with. And so I'm happy about that. Because if I didn't have that little bit of, okay, I don't get to come up with something new, but I get to make what I've done better. If I didn't have that look of it, I would never end up getting around to revising and editing. I would always just want to be writing something new. You always go for the thing that you get a reward out of that feels good, that you're happy with. So you always have to find that, that thing in every part of the process that makes you happy that you did that part. Awesome. Do you have any plans for any more books after this one? Well, I am, I think, four chapters away from finishing my first revision round in book two wow. of the series. Okay. And once I'm done that, I'm going to start writing book three, then do some more revising of book two. So okay. I don't know when the next phase will be available, but uh, it's definitely in the works. And I've got a little bit going in another standalone story and way too many plans for other things to do. Right. So there will be more for sure. Excellent. Amazing. So if somebody wants to, uh, to follow along and see where your process is at and how they can go about getting your book, uh, where can they find you? So you can either find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So that's Chatham Thomas is the name I'm writing under. So Chatham Thomas on Facebook at Chatham T on Twitter and Chatham Thomas on Instagram. I'm also on Goodreads. You can find Chatham Thomas or a light from below on Goodreads. And if you go to my website, chathamthomas.com, I have a blog where I do updates about my writing process and everything that's going on. There's a pronunciation guide. If you're reading words in the book and none of them make any sense because I made all of them up, there's a guide there. So you know at least how to say them. I have a map. I have some reviews and there's links there to purchase the book through various different formats, whether you want ebook, paperback, hardcover, want to buy through Amazon, Friesen Press, any of those sort of formats. And on my website, I also have a teaser trailer. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about the book and want a bit of a pull, go to my website, watch the trailer, see what you think. Cool. That's awesome. Well, is there anything else that you think that the viewers should know about you or about the process or just anything that you want to say before we go? Uh, I think uh, one thing that I'll add that I probably forgot to mention the last one in the last section. Um, if you do follow me on Facebook or Twitter or any of that, if you want to give my share or share my pinned post or tweet, even if it's not necessarily something that you'd be interested in whether for a fantasy book, a lot of people are surprised by who does love to read. It's really hard to tell nowadays because people aren't walking around with books in their hands and they're not always talking about the books that they're reading. So uh, often you're surprised by who amongst your friends and followers would be interested in reading a new book. And as a self-published author and a student and all of this stuff, it would be hugely beneficial for me to get that publicity of people watching, just giving it a share just in case. Amazing. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Chad, and for talking about your novel and, and about yourself. And this has been really uh, interesting. I'm definitely going to be following you on social media and checking the book out. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, it's a lot of fun to get time to talk about it just because it's uh, such a big thing in my life. And it's uh, really nice when I get to share that with other people. For sure. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for this episode. And thanks again, Chad. And uh, if you wanted to follow The Voice Podcast, you can also find us on YouTube as The Voice Podcast, Instagram as SA Voice Podcast, and you can listen to us on various streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, and Apple, um, Apple Podcasts. So uh, thanks again, and we will see you everybody next time.